This is Caps PA announcer Wes Johnson, and you're listening to Bold the Pod. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of What the Puck. It is a Washington Capitals podcast where we talk anything and everything about the Washington Capitals, and that means it is a podcast about your 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Thank you all for listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Well, here we go. This is the, the first time we're seeing the brand new version of the Capitals in D.C. They had a home game with those beautiful blue W jerseys here in town. And, of course, they lost again in those beautiful baby blue jerseys Stop they it. got there. You're trying to rile me up. <laughs> I still I'm I got what three games left with those beauties I'm gonna be sad three more losses also because it seems to be the going trend when they wear those sweaters but anyway it's not just what they wear the sweaters <laughs> well good even you're saying it's not the sweaters I like it but uh joining oh, no, me no, as no. always they definitely lose in those things yeah but they lose but, a lot uh, that has has been a bit of the case this season Joining me as always to talk all things about the Caps, my buddy Coach Dan. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing better than the Caps' playoff chances right now. I'll tell you that much. We're down to what 1.1 percent chance that these guys are actually going to be in the playoffs. I don't know. I haven't seen a percentage, uh, but I would say whatever the number is, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, right now they are, as I'm trying to find out which tab has the playoffs, the wild card. They are five points out of the wild card spot, though the team that they're chasing right now being the Pittsburgh Penguins. They uh, have played two more games than the Penguins. So the Caps are in some serious trouble at this moment in time, considering the fact that they're just an average team. Like, they're not bad. Let's be honest. They're not a bad team. They're not a good team. They're an average team. They're an inconsistent team. Well, I think you you the said they're an average team. What about their record for the last week? What has their record been? Well, there you go. It's been one, one, and one. Exactly. <laughs> right in the middle of the pack. Like they're just, they're an average team. They are a non-playoff team. They're a team that almost makes the playoffs, but doesn't make the playoffs. And then gets a, a halfway D de- unless they somehow get so unbelievably lucky that they can get the first pick in the draft. They're going to end up with a, you know, a guy that maybe can help them in a few years. But I do think it's interesting in terms of what they're going to do in the offseason. Uh, you and I can talk about that in a little bit. But this is an average team right now that, to some extent, there are things to be excited about going into the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. But one of them is not the playoffs. We just kind of have to enjoy each game as it comes. Uh, just enjoy it for what it is. Some hockey on TV with our boys that we, we love to root for, uh, usually in red, sometimes in blue, uh, sometimes in black jerseys. But we're not going to see them anymore, unfortunately, unless they bring them back next year as the main one. But we've been talking about jerseys a lot. This past week, though, I got to say I loved watching that San Jose game. I thought that the Caps looked fantastic. And that's the thing. This team is very Jekyll and Hyde. They will come out and they will play a game against a team like the Sharks. And you go, okay, maybe they could make the playoffs. Maybe they can do all right. Maybe this team has turned another you know side around. And then they come out and they lay an egg against the Kings. 
and then they play against the Devils. It goes to a shootout. They lose in the shootout, but at least they got a point out of that game. But this team very much is Jekyll and Hyde. You never know what you're going to get, but sometimes we'll take it as it is. That game against San Jose, a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, that was uh, not too shabby. If I say so myself. Seeing the I San mean, Jose coach being kicked out of the game, that was hysterical. <laughs> I always wonder, like, what do you have to say for them to be like, no, goodbye. Yeah. Like, you're gone. Because I got to imagine it's it's pretty good. It's pretty spicy if you're getting booted like he did. And so I that, mean, I'm very curious. If I'm lip reading, I know there were multiple F-bombs in his tirade against the referees. But that's normal. I mean, it's a sport primarily based, not primarily based, but like pop, was it even popularized? I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. It's a sport where the, it's, it's associated heavily with Canada. And mm-hmm. so I feel like the F-bomb is, it's part of the vocabulary. Yeah, and I, but I mean, he was able to use it as a noun, an adjective, and a verb. I mean, there you that's, go. That's skill right there. If anything, he should have been allowed to stay because he gave them a fantastic grammar lesson. That's true. <laughs> it's like so Rocco it's like, and the Boondock like, Saints. He's not really getting the the fair deal there. But, you know, it's different because if it was soccer and you get kicked out, you get like a red card, and then you you can't manage the next game or three games if it's a straight red. So I think that's the case for managers as well. So I don't know. That was very entertaining. But then you go and you play and you, like, you whoop up on San Jose and you kind of lay an egg against L.A. and then you you play okay Mm -hmm. at best against New Jersey and you probably don't really deserve to get a point out of that game. Um, so it's just this team, like like we've been saying, there's an average team. This is just a wasted season to an extent. Yeah, you've said that before, that it's a wasted season, and the only way it's not a wasted season is if you get the number one draft pick next year. But I don't know. Do, well, I mean, depends. We talk- oh, for the Caps. Sorry. I'm like, it depends with the team. But, yeah, with the Caps, either they get the first pick or it's kind of a waste. Yeah. But, I mean, I think having this season the way it is, it, it really did show maybe – the GM and other people around that, you know, there it's kind of your hand is being forced at this point. You have to go younger. You have to do this if you want to win. And I think that Brian McClellan probably knows what he has to do now in the offseason. Last year it was, all right, goaltending. We got to fix it. Give him credit. He went out there. He got some two great goaltenders. He fixed that issue. Now he knows, all right, well, I have no defenseman anymore. I need uh, I need a winger. I need somebody else out there. Uh, I think we're okay down the center, but we've got some things we got to move around. So I think that's what it is. It's kind of play these games as hard as you can coming up, but this offseason we got a lot of work to do, and he's going to have to work some magic because he's got, you know, he's got a, a – a, a line of money he's allowed to use, but he's got to be magical with that because you got to take a chance on somebody helping you out because you've got Ovi for three more years. Your top priority is to help him beat that Gretzky record and hopefully win a Stanley Cup before he calls it quits. Yeah, that's well put. I mean, he did. So McCullen was on, was it Elliot in the morning this week? And they were talking about some different stuff. And he's talking about how in the, and I could, I think it was Elliot in the morning. But he was, or no, maybe it was Grant and Danny on 106.7 The Fan. Apologies. But he was talking about how, I may have this completely mixed up with it, something else going on down here in D.C. sports, but he was talking to somebody, and McClellan was talking about how the team's going to be looking to Why bring Why isn't he talking top. to us? He should be talking to us. I'm not sure we're quite up there just yet, buddy. 
But uh, McClellan was talking about how in the summer they want to bring in a top six winger, which, first of all, duh. But then also that makes a lot of sense. I mean, when you look at this team and you look at the lineups that they've been putting out there, I mean, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Wilson makes a lot of sense. But then the second line is Mantha, Backstrom, and Craig Smith. Like, no offense to to Mantha or Smith, but that's not a team that's going to want to make a run in the playoffs. They did mic up Smith for this past game. I don't know if you watched that or not. I, I didn't catch that part. Yeah. It's hard with two little ones at home. <laughs> but... The, um, but it's, it's just, it's not a team that you look at and you go, all right, well, these guys definitely have an opportunity to, to make something happen here in the playoffs and in the postseason, And they're just not set up to do well. And so whether next season you're looking at Kuznetsov and Backstrom as your top two centers or Kuznetsov and Strom or Backstrom and Strom, or even if they trade someone out to bring in someone else to be in that center spot, like, this is a team right now that doesn't quite have a top six. They have guys playing there, but I don't think they're necessarily a team that has a top six. And so they definitely need to go out and find a winger this summer and then see what they have in Sonny Milano in terms of how he can do. I don't think TJ Oshie is really a top six winger anymore. I think he's really good to have on that third line, mm-hmm. but I think they definitely have to go out in the start. And then you have the opportunity also, and he started skating today or this morning, I should say that being Friday. Connor Brown was skating, so you have an opportunity to bring him back. I do. Th- do you do a one-year kind of prove-it deal and see if he's ready to, you know, can he be? So then you might have another guy in your top six that you aren't spending necessarily a ton of money on, and you really are only looking for one guy. You know, you have Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Wilson. Do you have someone, Backstrom, because I think Connor Brown's a right wing. You put Brown on the right, you know, are you looking for a Wittloff winger? And that's part of the reason I think that they went out and got all of those draft picks. And so while this might be, I keep calling it a wasted season, it could be a season building for next year, right? It's not a season, they're not rebuilding. They're not going in and just using all their draft picks to pick up, you know, kids and then seeing how they turn out in four to five years. They could turn a bunch of those draft picks into a top six winger. And then they might be a, you know, pretty good team next season. I think everything that we're seeing is that this team is, going to be built to compete next year now i don't i didn't see this i did see connor brown was uh skating is he skating with the team like is there any chance we'll see him in a game before the end of the season or was this literally like his first time on skates again since he got hurt in whatever was october i feel like this is the first time that i'm seeing that he skated with the team Mm -hmm. i think there's always the possibility that he could come back but i feel like no. Yeah. I feel like everything we heard before is that he's done for this season. Like it was an ACL, I think. And so I, I, I mean, I'd be shocked. That would be like a miraculous return for him to play towards the end of the season. Yeah. But um, I mean, step in the right direction. Good for him to get back on the skates already. That's good to see. I mean, if I'm the caps I'm mean, right now, he's coming off a contract of a cap hit. One moment. Cap it of 3.6 million. So do you offer him a one year prove it deal? If I'm him at, you know, I'm turning 30 midway through next season, I'm not necessarily against that because if I come in, you know, do you bet on yourself? Do you go into the season and go, well, I'm going to prove that I'm worth more than this? Because I wonder, is he going to go in the offseason? Is anyone else going to be offering him a three- or four-year deal that he might be looking for? You know, you're getting when you're 29 or 30 and you're going to be a free agent, you're looking for your big payday. Right. Like that's your big contract. You're looking for five, six years, maybe four, five, six years, if not longer. And... 
does he go, okay, well, I had this, you know, bad injury. Do I take a one year prove it? And then when I'm 30, I'm like, look, I just, you know, racked up 20, 25 goals, however many assists. I'm a top six player. I'm now a free agent. I'm now going to get a pretty good offer, five to six million, you know, 6.5. I can pull that off a year for the next, you know, four to five years. And then he gets his big deal. So if I'm the Caps, I might be looking at that. Am I even talking to him now going, hey, we're interested in bringing you back. You know, give it a little time, see how he's skating in practice. We'll bring him back one year, three million. You'd be like, prove it. That's not bad for a top six winger. Now, what about this new kid that we got from Toronto? We actually got to see him this past week playing a couple games. How's he doing as a cap? Rasmus Sandin. Sandin. I like him. Sandin. I like him. I, I, you know, I like that they got younger. My big concern was the age of this defense, and it went from the only dude under uh, under thirty was Martin Favari. Now you got Sandin, you got Alexiev, you got Favari, you have Gabriel Carlson who's been playing. You know, you've got a bunch of young guys. We're now next going into next season, assuming we you know make a couple moves. You've got Carlson who's over thirty. You've got Jensen, who's over 30, and you've got Van Riemsdyk if he comes back, which I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to bring him back. Yeah, you've got he, those three guys who are over 30, and then you've got likely Sandine, Favari, and Alexiev who are all under 24. I mean, Sandine is 23. He turns 24. Oh, sorry, he just turned 23 three days ago. Happy belated birthday. Alexiev turns 24 midway through November, and Favari turns 24... Ooh, might be opening night, October 6th. I wonder if that's like opening night. He could be his birthday. And so, uh, you know, you've got a, a young defense coming along here, and I really like how that's going to look. You've got guys who are a bit younger who who can push a little bit harder, who won't get um, – you're not getting a sore in back-to-backs. You know, the thing we've been seeing with the team this season that in the second game of a back-to-back, they're just not skating very hard halfway through the second and the third period because they're tired. And you don't get that as much with young guys. I mean, McClellan came out and said it. We need to get younger. And so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think the writing's on the wall to an extent who the next coaching staff is going to be in terms of what their their goal is. I fully understand LaViolette not wanting to play the young guys because they were in win-now mode. And you can't always risk trying to bring along a bunch of young players if you're in win-now mode. Right. But now that they're... They may want to say they are, but they're not. They're in, let's develop these young guys through the rest of this regular season for next year. And so you could have three. I mean, Favari, even though he's only he's be 24, he's not a young guy. He's a veteran in the NHL at this point. He's played a lot of games. You know, Sandin's played a fair amount of games, and he's already playing a lot. He's got five points in three games for the Caps. He played almost 30 minutes against New Jersey. He played 29 minutes and 58 seconds. They couldn't give him two more seconds, Brandon, <laughs> so he could get up to 30. And then, so really, you've got only one young, like, young guy in terms of games played in the NHL potentially next season with Alex Alexiev. So mm-hmm. the defense look isn't looking as scary in terms of young players. You've got, you know, two young guys with experience. And we don't know who that sixth defense. We don't know if Lexi is going to be the guy, but I have to imagine they want him to be that. You know, the the one of the guys on the third pairing next year. You're likely going to have your top four of um, Carlson, Jensen, not in this order, but Carlson, Jensen, Sandine, and Favari. And then you've got someone paired with Alexiev, whether it's Van Riemsdyk or they bring someone else in. But 
The team is getting younger, which is the right thing to do. I mean, we saw Iorio playing for a little bit. He played a couple of games. He got actually sent back down to Hershey because it looks like Jensen and Favari are coming back, but it was nice to give him a cup of coffee. He's probably starting in Hershey next season, but he might be one of the first call-ups if someone goes down. And he he made a little bit of history, didn't he? With Was it uh, his first point was from an Ovechkin goal, and it's, he's like the first rookie to debut and also get a point on an Ovechkin goal, something, some crazy stat like oh, that. Oh yeah, it might have been something like that. I mean, it was that he got didn't he got a couple of points in his first game? I mean, everybody seemed like they're getting points against the Sharks. That's but, true. Uh, <laughs> you get a point. You get a point. Uh, but they, you know, I, I think the team liked what they saw from him, but he knew it was going to be a cup of coffee. I think McCullough even came out and said he was just going to get a few games, maybe it was a lot before he went back down. And I think that's perfectly fine. Let him get a cup of coffee. Let him get the experience and go back and be like, ooh. They they like what they saw from me. Yeah, I'm definitely going into next season being like, you're gonna, I'm gonna give you a tough decision to to send me back to Hershey for the next season, and I think that's the case. But what we want to see next season is is more young guys getting an opportunity. We need more goal scorers, which I know they're gonna be looking for in the offseason with some of those draft picks. So the team is set up now f- to build something for next season to be competitive. What we saw this season was a risk that they tried to pull something off with a bunch of guys on expiring contracts, older guys, and it just didn't work. And so they've got to, to retool a bit. Um, what do we call it? We're rebooting. They're rebooting it a bit. Yeah. And they're going to start again next season. It's a legacy requel is what it is. I figured that out after last week's show that Scream 5 was a requel. But uh, anyway, so we go from uh, Vincent Iorio, who's kind of making history in one of his first games, to a guy making history for playing a whole lot in Nick Backstrom, who uh, made a little bit of history this week. He played in 1,080th game of his career on Thursday night, and he is in the top 10 in games played all time by a Swedish player in the NHL history. So Lars Eller made some... uh, some history with the Capitals earlier this year. Now we got Nick Backstrom also making some history. And got to say, we love having Nicky Backstrom on this team, being a part of this team. Absolutely fantastic. Good for him for entering the top 10 in the NHL. I mean, that and the fact that he's able to come back and be as productive, mm-hmm. given the injury situation he had and how long he was out. And, I mean, he's got 11 points in 23 games. That's what I'm saying. I mean, give him a set lineup next year. Give him an opportunity to play with some some good wingers. I'd be you know curious to see how he does next year. So I'm I'm excited to see what this team looks like next year. It's just too bad we have to wait until the fall right. to see what we're gonna have from this team. But I think the offseason is gonna be fun. I'm excited to see what kind of trade they can make. I you know it could be through free agency that they sign somebody, but I really think they went out and got all those draft picks. So they could turn a bunch of guys on expiring contracts, which they likely weren't going to bring back. And even if you trade them right before free agency to give another team sort of like first dibs, you're getting like a sixth or seventh round pick, which is not going to turn into doesn't matter how many late round picks you package together. They're not going to turn into a top six forward unless you are, you know, getting a, a 20 or 21 year old who's been playing in the minors who then suddenly turns it up. You know, so getting these higher draft picks gives you a better opportunity to turn those into something else. You know, do you move out Mantha and someone to get a high, you know, to get a, a top six winger? And I think that's what they need right now. Well, anything else going on here in Caps world? 
I mean, we got a couple of things that are going outside of the sort of boredom and monotony that is kind of wrapping up the regular. It reminds me, you watched Ted Lasso? Uh, I think I just finished the first season. So I think it's from the first season. It's near the end of the season where they're talking about uh, Ted and Beard and um, Nate are talking to the, he might be in the room, are talking to the players about how like they're talking about relegation and uh, in American sports, they don't really have that. And I think they go on a line about, uh, I'm going to botch this. It's definitely not verbatim, but how the teams are like, you know, once they know they're not making the playoffs, they just kind of go through the rest of the season in doldrums, just playing out the rest of their games, knowing there's no nothing coming and no reason to play. And like, yeah, it's dumb. Like, basically, once you know you're not making the playoffs, you're, you're just a guy in skates, you know? Yeah. And that's not to say that they're not going to try hard or play hard. And I'm, I'm, you know, there is a possibility this team makes the playoffs. It's just going to be... They're going to have to go on a hell of a run, and a couple of teams are going to have to go the opposite direction and just play real garbage. And I just don't think we're going to see that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it makes the offseason a little bit more exciting to see how they can rebuild this team. But I could see a thing next season of a Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Wilson, Brown, Strom, insert traded guy here. <laughs> and then, or, or even Dylan Strom, and then you have, I don't, you know, some Milano, Backstrom, Oshi, and then they, either they bring back Connor Sheary, uh, you know, do they bring up uh, Beck Malinston and, or Alexi Protis and have one of those guys on a line with Nick Dowd and Abe Kubel, or even some sort of rotation, you know, on that fourth line rotating in with Nick Dowd. And so, Maybe that's a you show know, that we do after the regular season, our our next season dream team. You know, we can kind of dream up who could be on this team potentially through free agency, through call ups, and we kind of compare notes of who what we think this team might look like. Yeah. I think I don't know who they would go get. I mean, they have a limited amount of money they can spend, so it might be Well, that's the thing. We don't know what the cap ceiling is gonna be. That's true. Like there's rumors it actually could go up by a fairly decent amount. So there's always the possibility that, like, you, you know, they could go into, like, oh, we're actually, the cap ceiling is going from, what is it now, like, 82 point, 83.5. It could, no, I'm sorry. It is 82.5. It's scheduled to be 83.5 next season, but it could certainly go up. Maybe we'll have Lamar Jackson more. on this team. <laughs> oh, that's a fun situation that you your uh, team is dealing with. Yeah, but uh, other cap stuff we got going on. Let's see, Ovechkin's going to be honored before the game on March twenty first. Uh, I believe in the, in the notes I wrote that wrong. Uh, I believe that is against Columbus. He'll be honored for passing Gordy Howe in most goals scored, moving into second place. Um, and finally, the uh, women in hockey warm up jerseys on March twenty third will be supporting Title Nine. Now, this is from the Caps website. Washington Capitals unveiled today a women's in hockey warm up jersey inspired by Title Nine. The jersey, designed by former women's professional, uh, sorry, professional women's hockey players association goaltender and current PWHPA board member Kimberly Sass of Sass Studio, will be worn during warm ups when the Capitals host the Chicago Blackhawks on third. Speaking of two teams that are just playing out the rest of their games. Uh, host of Chicago Blackhawks on Thursday, March 23rd, during Women in Hockey Night, presented by Fresh Vine Wine. I, I, I saw the, the jerseys? jerseys. Yeah, They the look jerseys, cool. Uh, absolutely. I, I'm a big fan of them. They I look really, really like slick. They're uh, they're pretty cool. They're definitely better than the Stadium Series jerseys, let me tell you. You keep bringing them up, and we keep getting in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really like, they're not so bad. And I'm like, yeah, they are. But the, to, okay, hold on. To be fair, which is funny because you talk about Letter Kenny, a buddy from work sent me. So I guess there's some like mashup of the To Be Fair, or if there's even a scene from that show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I know you keep trying to get me to watch it. You so the, should. I, you got to watch that me, and Shorzy. He sent me the uh, or sent me the To Be Fair mashup from Letter Kenny <laughs> uh, today, which I was. There's no context as to why it got sent. Um. But to be fair, the it's all personal preference when it comes to jerseys. Like I think sure. they're garbage because of my personal preference. I I'm more I like more simplicity, right? Like I would change the cap jerseys as they are now because I think there's just there's a lot going on. I think they're a little weird. I'm more of the classic design. Like I would definitely, if I had my way, I'd go back to the original caps jersey style. Maybe not necessarily the like the the uh, uh, I get the script font logo, um, you know. But I, I think I would rather go back to that kind of simplicity with like you know the loops around the arm and the shoulder. Uh, what would you even call it? Like what I, I kind of have on right now, where it's just kind of like you know I have a, I have a Dortmund thing going on right now where it's just it's a different color on the sh- on the shoulders. I think the caps one's a little bit too busy, and the one from the stadium series was way too busy. Like that was busy on something, if you know what I mean. Uh, but these, I really like these actually warm up jerseys. I think they're going to look really nice. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I, I like the warm up really jerseys good. from the stadium series. Those were nice too. Yeah, yeah. Of all like the practice jerseys and everything out there, those were my favorite. I thought they were really good looking. Very simplistic. Yeah, but I, well, I think you add some other some some stripes or something, and I think you got something there. Yeah, I mean that would have been a nice jersey. So either way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a slow time now. We're after the trade deadline. We know they're not making any big moves. I mean, I think they have, you know, still a couple other things they could do in terms of re-signing guys who are about to be free agents. You know, if Craig Smith starts to take, I mean, he's just older though. I mean, he'll be 34 by the start of next season. But if he's tearing it up, are you looking to re-sign him? Connor Sheary, I know they've been talking with him. Van Riemsdyk, you have to re-sign Alexia Favari. You actually have to re-sign Gabriel Carlson as well. Matt Irwin probably will go wherever Laviolette goes. You got to make a decision about Connor Brown. Carl Haglin's, I imagine, is not coming back. And uh, you got a couple of young guys in the minors that will need new deals, and we'll kind of see what happens with them. So there's definitely some some decisions that are going to need to be made between now and, what is it, July 1st? When July free agency 1st. starts? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know when the restricted free agent, like, or maybe that's July 1st as well. I, I feel like there's, like, a date before that you have to offer them something it might be like a week or two before um no i'm curious to see i'm excited to see what their decisions they're going to make this summer it better not be like that summer where we thought we we're going to bring back cristobal huey after he was doing really well for the caps and then they re-signed or they signed jose taylor and everyone was like what are you doing <laughs> no thank you Ooh. you know so don't do that they don't even have to make big moves in, in free agency because I don't know if they're going to have the space, both cap and spots in the lineup. Right. But they're, you know, they're going to need to do something. They definitely need a top six winger, and it sounds like they're going to go get one. Well, we'll, we'll only time will tell what's going to happen. We got to get through these last couple games. Let's enjoy it. Let's watch some Caps hockey while we still can. Let's uh, see what they're going to do and what the future will hold. So that is it for what's going on in Caps world. Now let's go. Down on the farm. 
All right, everybody, here we go. We're going down on the farm. We are talking about the Hershey Bears and the South Carolina Stingrays. Coach Dan, what's going on down on the farm? Let's start in Hershey, where the Bears went 1-1 one and one with a win over Toronto. They're currently first in the Atlantic Division with 75 points, one point up on second place Providence. Now they'll be back at it this weekend with back-to-back -back road games in Providence starting on Saturday before heading to Lehigh Valley on Wednesday. Down in South Carolina, the Stingrays went 2-2 two two, with both wins being over Atlanta. Now they are currently tied with Greenville for third in the South Division with 69 points, five back of first place Jacksonville. They'll be back at it tonight, that being Friday, in Florida, then do it again on Saturday. They then head back to Jacksonville on Wednesday. That's what's going on down on the farm. All right, go Bears, go Stingrays. Now let's go around the NHL and beyond. All right, here we go. We're going around the NHL and beyond. I know what you guys are thinking. Is it international hockey they're going to talk about? It isn't. We got other stuff we're going to talk about. So, Coach Dan, catch us up. What's going on around the NHL and beyond? Well, let's start with some interesting news I did not expect to read this past week. Some potential expansion news. As Frank Cervalli of Daily Faceoff wrote a piece about how the NHL is not considering expanding the 34 teams yet. Dun, dun, dun. Reportedly, Houston and Atlanta have expressed interest. And I know there's a number of other teams that have expressed interest. Um, I think it was when they were talking to Seattle. And so there's certainly a possibility of expansion coming along in the next couple of years. Coach Dan, quick question here. Um, wasn't there already a team in Atlanta? So that's what I thought when I read this. And it didn't work out so well. Now, to be fair, there was a team in Winnipeg that left and came back. Sure. So things can change. Atlanta, I'm sure, is a bit of a different town now than it was then. I think part of the problem might be having a better team name. You know, that would definitely help because I don't know what a thrasher is. <laughs> It was a bird, right? Was one of the bird? Uh, that was the logo. That doesn't make it. You know, we have the eagle and our, our as our mascot, and our, we're the capital. So, yeah, I have no freaking idea. What I do know is that was a terrible name, and they had some god awful jerseys. But yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see Houston. I know people talk for a long time. I think Kansas City is one that's always been kind of thrown out there. There was rumors at one point the Penguins were going to go that way. I think that was before Lemieux bought the team, or they agreed with the city of Pittsburgh on a new stadium. Um, so that is something definitely to keep an eye on for the next couple of years. Philadelphia made news as they fired their president of hockey operations and general manager Chuck Fletcher. He had been there since 2018, but the Flyers have only reached the playoffs once with him in charge. They announced that Daniel Bruyere will be their interim GM while they conduct their search to replace Fletcher. In suspension and fines news, Philadelphia defenseman Tony D'Angelo was suspended for two games for spearing Tampa's Corey Perry. Minnesota's Ryan Hartman was fined just over $4,500 for slashing Calgary's Rasmus Anderson. You don't do that. 
Now, March might normally be about college basketball and March Madness, but that isn't the only big college tournament coming up as the 2023 Women's Frozen Four begins next Friday, March 17th at the Amsoil. Is it Amsoil? What is an Amsoil, Brandon? I have no idea. Soil in the morning? I don't. There you go. At the Morning Soil Arena in Duluth, Minnesota. The national championship will be Sunday, March 19th. Five conferences received automatic bids, and the remaining six teams were selected at large. The automatic qualifying representatives are Penn State, Colgate, Northeastern, Long Island University, and Minnesota. The at-large bids were earned by Clarkson, Quinnipiac, Minnesota, Duluth, Wisconsin, Yale, and last year's winner, Ohio State University. Both national. What did I say wrong? You got to say the Ohio State. I'm University. not saying the Ohio State. I they they trademarked the the. I mean, it's in their title. You have to. Well, they can bite me. I don't care. <laughs> Both national semifinals will be broadcast. It's just I, the ego on that. I'm not doing it. Both national semifinals will be broadcast Friday, March 17th. The first semifinal game will air on ESPN Plus at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with the second also being broadcast on ESPN Plus at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The national championship will air at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time (laughs) on Sunday, March 19th on ESPNU. Does anyone have ESPNU? I'm pretty sure it's in one of the I saw that and I was like, what? I have no idea. And finally, the men's Frozen Four 16-team NCAA field will be announced on March 19th, 6.30 p.m. You guessed it, Eastern Standard (laughs) Time on ESPNU, with the regionals scheduled for March 23rd through the 26th and the Frozen Four set for April 6th and 8th in Tampa, Florida. Now, it doesn't sound very frozen to me if you're having your tournament in Tampa. Tampa? I don't know, man. It's getting like so much snow in California. So who the heck, you know what knows, is going to happen right now? Yeah, you got a point. With the weather, things are a little nuts. But yeah, that's the news for the past week in the NHL and beyond. All right, guys. Well, if you want to continue the conversation with Coach Dan or I, you can. It's real easy. All you have to do is tweet to either one of us. You can tweet to me at Brando Cash. Coach Dan, where can people tweet to you at? You can find me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dan, talking all kinds of Capitals related stuff, including some of the trades. You see, I have like Ernie. What is going on on my Twitter page right now? <laughs> or my Twitter feed where I've got. That's. Is that Facepalm no, Ernie? Yeah, what's Facepalm? What's going on with Facepalm Ernie? Twitter's a fun place to be, but if you're on there, you can find me, WTP Coach Dan, talking caps, Arsenal Football Club, uh, Dortmund from time to time as I'm wearing my uh, Borussia Dortmund quarter zip. You can also find me on there talking about the Bills, the Commanders, some interesting developments regarding the potential, hopeful, likely sale of the Washington Commanders, which hopefully will have a new team by the time we're talking about who the next winger is for the Washington Capitals. And, uh, you know, find me on here talking about some others. Probably wouldn't happen that fast now, would it? No, we're going to have to call them the Commanders for a whole other year. But, yeah, that's finding me on Twitter, at WTP Coach Champ. But, hey, if you've enjoyed this show, go ahead and check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash WhatThePuckPots, where we post when new shows are coming out, as well as all sorts of other things related to the Washington Capitals, Hershey Bears, South Carolina Stingrays, the Hershey Cubs from time to time, and other things from the National Hockey League or things that Brandon finds funny. Find those at Facebook.com slash WhatThePuckPod. Brandon, we actually might need to come up with a new 
a new thing with Facebook, as I saw they're starting to develop a program that will rival Twitter. What? Yeah, I don't know what they're going to call it. I thought Twitter was, like, going away anyway. No, it still seems to be sticking around. Uh, I, I heard they were doing, like, a, a paid thing, like a subscription thing on Facebook, but I'm not doing that. Wait. They're, if they, if they, Facebook's going to create something that will be comparative to Twitter, but you have to pay for it? Yeah, that's what I hear. Nope. 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 Never yeah. mind. No, not doing that's that. Def- well, anyways, I was babbling on about uh, the Commanders and how they hopefully have a new name at some point. But, Brandon, if someone happens to be a fan of a certain purple-clad team based out of Baltimore, is there a uh, a podcast they should check out? Yeah, check out my Ravens podcast called The Call. Me and my buddy Josh, we talk all things Lamar contract and how he's not going to get the money he thinks that he's actually going to get and who knows if he'll be a Raven next year or not. Well, uh, time will only tell, but we have a great show coming up next week. Uh, if you are local to Baltimore, you probably have been out at a bar or a restaurant and ran into the uh, Playmakers for the Baltimore Ravens. They were a group that would go out to bars, hand out like koozies and T-shirts and that kind of stuff, and then you would win a pair of tickets uh, at the end of the night through a raffle at wherever you would go, and it would be like a bar crawl throughout the night. Well, the Ravens have decided to nix that entire program, and we are actually talking to two former playmakers uh, that tell us about their experience next uh, or next week about what it was like to be a playmaker, what it was like to go out. And that means they said it was the best years of their lives. So we're all very sad that that program is going away. And they're going to tell us uh, all about what it was like to actually be a playmaker and not just be one of the people at the bar trying to win tickets. So that's my Baltimore Ravens podcast called The Call. Now, if you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, and you love the Washington Capitals, please let people know about us, okay? Be social with the show. Write us an Apple Podcast review, rate us over on Spotify, and then let people know on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Pinterest and Instagram and Reddit and Snapchat and Twitch and TikTok and Discord and Hive, anywhere you're social on the web or with your phone, say, I'm a Washington Capitals fan, I listen to What the Puck, and you should Two. So let's go over the games until we talk again. The Capitals are heading up to New York up against the Islanders. That game is Saturday, uh, March 11th at 7.30. You can watch that one on NBC Sports Washington. And the Caps have a couple days off. Staying up in New York, they will be heading to MSG up against the Rangers. That game is at 7 o'clock. And you can watch that one on Tuesday, March 14th on ESPN, ESPN+. Plus or some other channels up in New York, and then they have a back-to-back, wow, this whole whole New York thing. They come back to D.C., and they're up against the Buffalo Sabres on Wednesday night, rivalry night, I guess, March 15th. The game's at 7 o'clock, and you can watch that one on NBC Sports Washington. And then we'll be back doing a show next week on the 16th. So, Coach Dan, it's a tradition now, back-to-backs, Rangers-Buffalo. What goalie's playing what game? Uh, Rangers is. Oh, and you know, Rangers is Kemper and Lindgren is uh, Buffalo. Well, I was going to ask, do they mix them up? Does uh, does Charlie Lindgren get to play a game or is it Kemper back to back? No, 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 no. Lindgren's going to play. You think he's going to play against Buffalo? That if I had to like guess or if I was in charge of picking, yeah, I would put. My my number one goalie against the Rangers and my two goalie against the Sabres. 
All right. Well, hey, you heard it here first. Coach Dan's going Kemper on Tuesday, Lindgren on Wednesday. So that is it for the show this week. Everybody, say it loud, say it proud. Let's go, Caps. This has been a production of Brando Cash Entertainment. Music by DJ Wolfman. Voiceover by Sarah Jacks. For more information, go to brandocash.com.